the haunt. These streets were a no-man's land. It was early in the morning, and I found myself walking through shadowed pavement, avoiding puddled concrete. My white sneakers were creased and dirtied. My head hung low as I struggled with each breath to move forward. Something happened tonight. I felt it the moment that last shot of tequila trickled down my throat. It was at the trees, or was it the shortstop? It didn't matter, really. All I cared for was the drink, and from it the feeling of aggression, which swelled inside of me, a plumage of faux confidence in my chest, my tongue tasting sour and restless. A billowing laughter, raised hands, a cigarette dangling between fingers, my smile wide as a Cheshire cat. This was Los Angeles. This was my city, city of my birth, city of my origin, my portal, my vessel. This town knew how to embrace me in a way that no other place could. That drink always goaded me. It seemed to call out to me. It didn't want to merely entertain me. It wanted to devour me, and I enjoyed it. I didn't much like drinking in boring bars. I liked drinking among the pretty people, and by that, pretty girls. All I needed was a rooftop view and a glass of whiskey paired with a proper cube. I allowed the cube to melt slowly as I nursed my cup. I would glance around, and if a girl caught my eye, I would walk towards her and engage in conversation. I would open with a direct line and say something profound, usually failing miserably. She was young. She was with friends. She wore a tartan-patterned dress that hugged her tightly, a nice contrast to her dark skin. Her smile was contagious. We exchanged numbers. She later texted me an address located in an obscure street in downtown. I held an Uber which dropped me off in a dark alley. In the distance, I could see a gaping door. I walked through a pair of heavy-set bouncers who patted me down lightly and let me through. A pretty white girl manned the bar as I promptly ordered a Jack and Coke. I hadn't been out in a while, and it felt good to let the night take control. This much I recognized. When I commit to the night, I commit full throttle. I take no prisoners. I am all in. I do not anticipate the day after. I abandoned myself. From afar, I recognized the plaid pattern from the tartan dress, and I approached her. She waved, and I took that invitation to wedge myself between her and two men. I grabbed her hand and pulled her towards me. She giggled, enjoying the attention. I looked at her, admiring her youth. She was here to have a good time, and everything was new. I bought her and her friend a drink, feeling generous. Throughout the night, she would walk away, and I would constantly be in pursuit of her. I was beyond aggressive. I was a different being, a being who was ravenous, abrasive, and hungry. Hungry for mischief, hungry for mayhem. Such a rise of this demon was someone I recognized, and because I recognized it, I let it be. As the night progressed, I became bored and decided to head out for a walk. It was pitch black outside. I hid in the shadows, encountering the strange folk of the night. In my drunken stupor, I seethed and cursed at them aloud exhaling and providing them a sharp glare, my eyes red from drink. They looked away knowing that I was here to cause harm. Lurching each foot over the other, hands dangling low, I inhaled the suit, enjoying the grit, the cold, the reflection of light on wet concrete. My mouth affixed in an upturned pivot. I could feel madness swelling as I spat on the ground. I would run, then at times skip gleefully. I had drank far, far too much, far too many shots of whiskey, 
I felt a rage, pure anger, that made me feel alive. I wanted to hurt something. Thoughts of my childhood. My towering father came into view. Anger brewed. Thoughts of being treated wrong for having a yellow face. Anger brewed. Thoughts of my past lovers who I confess everything only to then leave me. Anger brewed. This was why I drank to feel it, all of it, self-immolation, self-flagellation, self-pity, wallowing in it. Los Angeles granted this for me, the land being ever wide and expansive. It allowed me to lash out my lunacy, provided room for it to slop itself against a broken pavement, to cast aside my humanity, crush my pride, question my integrity. A casual lilt crept into my mind. And my ears began to listen to a faint hum. I saw the street around me, but the street was much too small to bear any sort of consciousness. It was not too different from being aware, but also in the possession of a dream, being swallowed inside. I walked continuously and trudged forward. I wanted to find out where these feet would take me. It didn't matter at this moment where I was headed. What mattered to me was that I was walking forward. I was walking forward. And the world was punctured. I was leaving my mark. What do you want? A voice said. Nothing. I muttered. Then walk. I said nothing. Then why are you angry? I looked ahead and exhaled quietly. Because it just isn't fair. Never was supposed to be, and you're a fool to think it. So why do I live? Long silence. Do you remember? I closed my eyes. That tartan dress brought a memory in mind of elementary school. Bright colors darted a subdued yellow carpet. A safe place. A kind woman named Miss Malcolm was proceeding over a classroom of children. She sat us down. Her plaid dress folded onto the floor as she held a map and pointed to Loch Ness. She didn't speak down to us. She would look directly into our eyes as if we were her equal. She told us she was leaving and heading to Scotland. She told us the pattern on her dress was part of her story of where she would continue on her journey. She regaled us with tales of Nessie, that mysterious sea creature. Our eyes were wide and starry in accepting the possibility that such a monster could exist, that our imagination of the unreal was not only affirmed but was encouraged. Loch Ness represented that childhood curiosity of lore, the unexplored. The sublime. She implored on us to never forget that feeling, to never forget what it felt like to imagine. Alas, Tartan Girl was amiss, and I was left alone, finding my way back home in the shroud of twilight. Darkness stretches in the oddest of ways in this town. As my madness seemed to wear off, I was feeling neither scared nor elated. I felt nothing. The drudgery of just being, and in it. I felt calm, a calmness that I hadn't felt in a long time. The faint sound of early traffic could be heard in the distance as I made a steady run, avoiding the dawn. Just like a noose. 